I'm a leader and I'm doing things like we have to step into that before our surroundings reflect it because that's how we pull it in is we start doing that today. You got to bring the big business energy to get the big business. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the show. The episode that I have in store for you today is the recording of one of the live coaching sessions that I host every week inside of my free Facebook group called Coaching with Confidence. And what I do inside this group and on this show is I invite on two community members to come on and have hot seat coaching where we get to dialogue one-on-one together for about 10 to 15 minutes each about whatever is coming up for them in their businesses, in the industry, whatever feels relevant at this moment in time. And I had two really amazing guests on for this episode that I'm about to share with you. And we got into such good conversations around content, around mindset, around imposter syndrome, around showing up in a really tangible way online, and around how do we move through any money blocks, any feelings of resistance that we have to selling. This conversation was jam-packed with value that I knew I wanted to bring it here for you to benefit from the conversations as well. So without further ado, let's dive into the show. Thank you. Good morning. Um, yeah, I'm like, is it morning for you? It, yes. I think it's morning for me. I'm not sure. I think it <laughs> counts. Mm-hmm. So I'm AJ. I'm a business and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs, and I help them to significantly improve their relationships with themselves so that they can make more money, but to make more money to have more freedom, to make more choices. And I do this by really helping them to unravel conditioning and limiting beliefs and have the knowledge and the strategies to build highly profitable, wildly successful businesses that they love. Yes, I love that. Amazing. What can we chat about today? What questions do you have? I would love your guidance, insight, support on transitioning some of my one-to-one magic into content because I feel one of my superpowers is really to see my clients. And I do get a lot of comments of like, oh my God, you're reading my mind (laughs) with my content, which is great because I'm like, okay, doing doing what I want to be doing. But I noticed that I have a block or multiple blocks myself of stepping into that teacher role. I think you've shared content before about the different types of coach And yeah, when I want to be adding value or reverse engineering steps that I've taken or my clients have taken, 
so that my content is useful because I am not a tick the box content kind of girl I'd rather not bother (laughs) there's enough of that in the world (laughs) but yeah I noticed that I really struggle and my brain starts feeling like mushy cereal (laughs) when I'm trying to translate that magic of my one-to-ones where my clients are getting these amazing results and feeling so seen to then translating that into my content where it's feeling like me and it's also valuable and building up my authority and credibility. Okay. I have a clarifying question for you. So Mm -hmm. when we're talking about the magic of one-to-one, what does that mean to you in terms of the content? Because I heard you say something that sounded a little bit more like you would like to post more almost educational styles of content, but you're also already getting people saying that it sounds like you're reading their mind, which to me, that sounds a little bit like that magic already is coming through. So can we dig into a little bit more of like what piece of the magic feels like it's not making it to social media right now? Yes. I think it it is the value content and the, yeah, the educational helping people. Like I really want I want my content to be valuable and I'm not saying mindset shifts aren't valuable, but one of my challenges with, with mindset shifts or mindset in general is it sounds so fluffy without context. So obviously I'm being conscious to shape context, otherwise it's fluff. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think specifically with the more educational pieces or the pieces where I feel like someone could take it and implement it. Cause I know, you know, I think I've probably said it to you before where you create something. I'm like, oh, thank you for creating this just for me, Emily. That was so kind of you. Where I'm like, I can do something with this. Or like your episode on frameworks, right? I'm like, oh, I can do something with this that massively impacts my business. And that's what I want. I want my content to be useful and implementable. So I think I think I can do it. But I just wondered if you had any yes. insights on how to make it easier because right now, yeah, I'm sort of, Oh my God, do I not know anything? (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Okay. I hear you. And I have a lot of thoughts on this, so we might go all over the board, but hopefully we'll pull out some goodness for you. So first off, I like that you mentioned that episode of the podcast on frameworks, because that's one of the first places that my brain went where here's how you're going to start to find the pieces that you can turn into valuable content by going through and saying, well, what are my processes? What are the step-by-step things that I help clients with that get them results? And how can I start to articulate that into different things like, here's my five-step process for X, Y, and Z? Because the thing about these processes is we have them and we do them, but we have to sit down and outline them to really realize what they are. Like we don't just, well, sometimes we get divine inspiration, but we don't usually wake up one day and are like, oh my gosh, I obviously have a seven-step process for getting people results. We're doing it all the time, especially if you're working with one-on-one clients. There's a methodology to what you do to get them results. But you have to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to outline this. How do I think people are getting there? What are the commonalities between what I'm doing with everybody? And start to put a process to it. Because then when you have a process, then you have something teachable, right? Like then that's something that's very social media content friendly because it's like, here's the steps. I'm going to outline them for you. But it's different than giving everything away for free because you're outlining the process and within your world, they get to go into the depth of it with you. So from a high level, that's what I would start to think about first is, okay, do I have processes to what I do? The second thing I want to offer you is that don't feel like this needs to be the majority of your content. So in my content programs, I teach people that we have 
three different things that we want to hit on in our content or three different styles of content. One of them is business building content, which is the kind that we're talking about making right now. So things like the here's how posts, five steps to X, Y, and Z, very tangible things that relate to what you actually teach in your one-on-one containers. So that's what we're talking about right now. The other one is brand building. So these are things where people just get to see you. They get to see what your personality is like. They get to see what your opinions on the industry are. And it sounds like this is where you might already be doing really well if people are saying like they really relate to you. And I, I believe you said it's around like mindset shift content and things like that, where people are already relating to you. It doesn't necessarily teach something. It might give an aha moment, but really it's like people get to see you and they're like, I really like the way she thinks. I really like AJ. I really like her personality behind the business. And then the third style is leadership content. So this is where you get to share your specific wisdom around your subject matter. It's not necessarily something you would find in a textbook. It's more your wisdom after you've worked with all these clients and you've done X, Y, and Z with them. Like you've learned things about the industry that you can now bring forward and put together for people. And it's also giving examples of ways that you have used the material that you now teach. So I like to think of this content. My favorite way to create it are things like, here's how I achieved X, Y, and Z, or here's how I would approach a client situation like this, where you're not necessarily teaching something that like is textbook or Googleable, but it's really helpful because you learned it through your wisdom of all of your years of doing this. So those are the three different content that I try to hit. And I want to bring that forward too, to show you that like the educational piece is just one piece of the puzzle that's going to pull people in. So don't put so much pressure on like, this is all that I have to create because it is really just one piece of it. I do think in the beginning, as we're building our following, that educational business building content should be the majority of our feed because it is how people grasp what we do. So I'm glad that you brought this forward and that we're talking about it. But the easiest way to really drop in, if we, I know I just gave you a whole framework, but let's like drop the framework for a second. You're already working with clients, right? You talk to your clients probably every single day. Mm -hmm. Just start to pay attention to the aha moments that they're having. What are those and how can we capture those in a piece of content? Sometimes I will literally have a conversation with a client and be like, oh my gosh, this is so good. So many more people need to hear this. And I'll just hop online and I'll just write a text post, like just in my notes app of if you're struggling with X, Y, and Z, have you considered it this way? And just go through basically the aha moment I just had with my clients in a teachable way through content. Because usually it's going to translate to other people, right? Like if a client is struggling with something, most likely people in our audience are struggling with that too. So I think dropping in with your client sessions that you're currently having, whether it's in a group container or it's one-on-one or it's over text message and saying, what do they need coaching on? What is it that we're going through today? And how can I package this into or repurpose it into a teachable moment for other people too? Does that help? Yeah, definitely. I think for me, the piece where I get stuck or that takes me a while is the like the reverse engineering of the actual step. So I, when I don't overbook my calendar and give myself space after my client calls, I'm trying to be very conscious to write down, you know, just one thing that came out of that because I do know that that is then likely to be to resonate for other people. I think, yeah, I, I I struggle to like reverse engineer for myself or my clients where I'm like, I know I did this. I know it's been beneficial. But then when I go to say, and here's how you can do it too. I'm like, mm, 
yeah what, what did I do like spend four years <laughs> in therapy like <laughs> that's not super helpful well one it takes practice but to your educational content doesn't necessarily have to be five steps to X, Y, and Z. It could be you sharing your story about like, look, me getting here was the result of spending four years in therapy. And that could be educational. And like, here's something you might not know about me that I think that you should. That would almost translate, I would say, into leadership style content as well. But even if you just start macro and you're like, how did I get here today where I'm now teaching other women how to do this? And you outline the backstory. That's starting to put a process that other people can see themselves in and see where they're at on the journey and whether or not they resonate with you and they need your help. Like, I want to really say this because I believe this so deeply that content is so fluid. There's so many ways to make impactful content. Even if it's like at first you're just going live and just talking about things that you think are important and that you think are going to be relevant and educational to your ideal client because you can't quite fit it in a post yet. Like, okay, I think there's something here. A lot of my clients are asking about this, but I don't know how to put this into like an easy to follow carousel post. And so you start by just going live and sharing that. That can work too. People just need to get a grasp of, okay, well, what is she doing in her containers? What is the material that she's working on with people? And so maybe a live feels like too much right now. So you start on your stories. And as you're on your stories, you practice talking about it. And you're like, oh, okay, there's a theme here. I can now pull some of this down to my feed. Let it be a process of unfolding. But don't forget that content is teeny, teeny, tiny teeny tiny energetic transmissions. So you don't have to teach the world in one post. What are the micro problems that you are helping people solve on a daily basis? Is it how to create an hour free in your calendar today to go create content, right? Like that could be a content prompt. Five suggestions I made to my client to help her work through a limiting belief around money. That can be educational, right? You have to train your brain to start to think like this. Like I said, like start just journaling after each client session or just pay attention. Even the way I do it is like, what lit me up in a session today? And what did I leave that session really fired up to talk about? Because there's probably a post in there. If I just sit with it for a second and say like, okay, how do I now turn this into some kind of hook where it's like, here's what we got the client to. That's what I want to lead with online is like the good thing that we achieved. And then just give them a little taste of how we got there. It doesn't have to be the full nuance of what you worked with your client on because that, that can be really hard to pull pull into a piece of content. But like, it's just a reverse engineering and it, it just takes practice, I think is what I really want to say to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the suggestions, even that language. Like, I really appreciate the reframe of it being fluid. That's very, very nourishing for me to hear that. And yeah, the suggestions, like my brain was like, oh, that's because that's so more, more like that's my style. Like I'm not a person that's like, this is the way to do things. So then, yeah, when you said the word suggestions, I was like, oh, oh, yep, yep, that that landed. That yeah, that is very helpful. That word. I'm also not somebody who likes to say like, this is definitively how you have to do things. So I like to educate through my leadership style content, which is how I offered earlier the the language of saying, here's how I approach X, Y, and Z with clients. Here's how I offer this change to my clients. Sharing that this is very much my point of view on this matter, but here's something that worked if you want to try it out. So you might like that as well if we're similar in that regard, because I agree. 
the world has a million and one ways to get to every solution. Yeah, as soon as when I very first heard the, you know, like I couldn't do how to's because I'm like, well, it depends. Right. <laughs> it depends. And then when I heard that reframe of this is how I, or this is one way to, and I was like, oh yeah, again, it's like the fluidity, not having the, this is the one way to do this thing. It's like, I don't know your mindset blocks. I can't tell you the one definitive way to overcome perfectionism or something. So yeah. Right there, that That's a post as well. Just a text post, just saying exactly what you just said. And then in oh. the caption, you could go into like, here are some of the common mindset blocks that I see, but everybody's different. I love that. We so, have a million post ideas every day. The thing is like just starting to pay attention to your thoughts because I guarantee they are really freaking good. And this goes for everybody. Like we have a million and one like fire pieces of content that go through our brain every single day. We just need to start to pay attention to them so that they actually get put into a post because people don't think like us. And that's why they follow us is because they want to see how we think. So you just got to trust that your thoughts are content and that people do want to see them. And it's so funny because I do that with my clients all the time. Like I have this, like, even with my biz besties, like I have this whole running joke now where like my catchphrase is, that's a piece of content. That's yes. a piece of content. And I'm really good at it with other people. And then I go, why am I not, why could I not, you know, have this consciousness around my own thoughts? So yeah, I do practice is definitely where I'm at. And I think that's super helpful. Yeah, it is. It can be so tricky to do it for ourselves because we have to get through the layer of like our own ego and not shooting ourselves down and not assuming that everybody else knows what we know. So I just want to say, I see you in that, but start to lean into the fact that you already have a million and one great pieces of content ready to go. And the fact that you do it for other people means you know how to do it for yourself too. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do we feel on content? Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. I really, yeah. The reframe on the fluidity was easily worth the 2 a.m. wake up for sure, because that is, yeah, I feel like that's unlocked something in my brain that has been quite rusted shut for a while. Oh, good. Yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And I'm glad to hear it. Anything else for you this 2 a.m.? Or are we feeling (laughs) complete? No, I feel like that, yeah, that is super helpful in the sense I've got a lot of the foundations of content, but the, just even that, yeah, that piece of just paying attention to my own thoughts from that lens, like I am very mindful, but probably as you said, like the filters are getting in the way of, yes. Yeah. So like when you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds like a really good piece of content. Whereas, and then my second thought was, well, I never would have thought of that. So, (laughs) (laughs) but it's practice, right? Like it's just practice and finding your flow too. And also try different mediums. I don't know if you like making video or if you like making static posts, but even just in different seasons, I find I create better in one medium versus the other. And so mm-hmm. like push your creativity in that way too. If you find you only lean on one style of content, you might unlock a whole depth of creativity that you hadn't tapped into yet just by moving over to another one that you haven't really leaned into before. I'm I'm fortunate enough to work with the wonderful Shirley. So in terms oh, of yeah, style, I love Shirley. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love her too. I think, I can't remember if I found her through you or you through her, but there's definitely one way or the other. And she's, That's she's amazing in the different uh, avenues God. of content as well. <laughs> yeah. She's an expert. 
you're in good hands there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, AJ. I appreciate you and bringing forward a, such a good question. Next Thanks, up, man. everybody, we have Miss Ria. Ria, take the floor, introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Hi, Emily. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ria, and I'm a content marketing coach for um, coaches, consultants, service providers, creatives. And what I usually do is uh, my specific area of focus, like what I do exactly with my clients is to create content strategies, uh, which will, which uh, comes up from the scratch. That is, if someone who really needs a content strategy to be created from scratch, or if someone needs that to be edited or refined, et cetera, et cetera, that's basically what I do. And this comes with the whole process of looking into the foundations of the business, which is also something that I look into. So it becomes a little bit of a business and a marketing thing both together. And yeah, I had just to give a little bit of context, I had started earlier in uh, 2020 as a social media manager, and then I pivoted into a social media strategist. And then I pivoted my whole thing into just focusing on content. So this is basically what I do right now. Awesome. Um, content my, heavy. I love it. Yeah. What are your questions yes. for today? So my question is something a little bit related to mindset and money. I have noticed in myself that... Uh, it has been nearly three years now for me opening up my business and starting a thing of my own. It has been nearly three years and there has always something that has come up for me whenever there were times of clients inquiring from me or it was the time of payments or it was the time of someone approaching me and telling me, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And so I have noticed this pattern and I'm not really able to identify it, which is why it is my question. There's always a block. So I haven't really had the number of clients that I aimed to have within like a three year time span is, is my question. Like there is something going on. I don't know what that is. Uh, there could be a money block because I have been working a lot on my money mindset as well, but I still face the block. And so I just feel like there's a lot of towards the money stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot in here that we could go into. So thank you for bringing this forward. I want to ask, where do you feel like the block is showing up for you? Is it in calling in clients? Is it in conversation with potential clients? Is it literally when you go to send the invoice? Where in the process do you feel like you're getting stuck and this block is showing itself to you? I would say two places. First off, um, attracting clients. That would be the first one. And uh, the second one would be the fact that when I'm sending the invoice, I somehow feel like, oh my God, do I even deserve this? That amount, you know, when you look at your own invoice that you have created and you're sending it out and then you're like, do I even deserve this? Is this even okay? Is this even up to my standard? Is that my value? So I think these would be the two specific places. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask you a question pretty point blank. And it's, do you believe that your services inherently are valuable? No. Why? Oh, I was expecting an obvious yes. Okay. So this is it, right? Like this is the block. We got to get you to a place where you see that what you're providing to people is changing their lives. I always say this. This is like my my deep-rooted thing. I believe every product and service is life-changing. You just have to get on board with seeing it that way and so that you can enthusiastically sell what you have. Because if that was the reaction that came when asked that question directly, of course, you're not going to attract clients. You're going to have this feeling of like, oh, but... I'm, tr I'm tricking them or I'm trapping them or what I have isn't really going to help them. And so that's just going to put a block on your energy and how you sell. 
Like you're not going to want to pull them in. And then of course, sending an invoice, you're going to feel weird about it. And you're going to run to offer discounts and things like that. Have you worked with clients before? Yes, I have. I've had quite a few clients with a, where I've worked with them for free and for paid both. So there was this one pattern also that I noticed that I'm not getting enough results. What does enough results look like to you? Why do you feel like you weren't getting enough results? I think it was the expectation, you know, the high expectation of like, if I'm creating a content strategy for someone, then it has to work out no matter what. And it has to work out this specific way. You're in a field where you and I know results don't happen overnight. And so I wonder if clients are coming in with expectations of in one month, two months, three months, they should be able a guaranteed change. Does that kind of feel like what was happening where it was like they had expectations of this result should happen in this amount of time and it didn't even though you were delivering? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there were some clients who were the same way as you have described. And there were some clients who were pretty cool with the fact and they were understood already that, you know, it would take time. So I think it was a mix of both. Yeah. Okay. There's kind of like two pieces to this. Number one, I think sometimes when these feelings come up, it's not always just imposter syndrome. And I don't know what is true for you in this scenario. I'm offering this as a perspective that I have reflected on in myself before. Sometimes when these feelings come up, we have an opportunity to say, am I actually missing something in my knowledge right now? And is that's what's making me feel insecure? Like, do I want to go work underneath somebody else for a little while who is doing what I want to do and is doing it successfully to see if I'm missing something? Or do I need to go take another course and work with a coach and have them help see my blind spots and work through this? Because it does feel like in terms of what I can provide, I feel like I'm, I'm just missing something. Sometimes that is true. Sometimes we do need to continue our education. Again, I don't know if that's true for you. I'm just offering that as a perspective. But alternatively, I think you need to get really grounded in what it is you are actually providing for your clients. So what are you promising? And right now, there is a thing in the online space or in every business really of over-promising, saying that our services are going to do everything that our clients want them to when we actually know that that's just not how it works. One service can't solve every single problem and can't solve it instantly. So maybe there's a point of going back in and looking at how are you positioning your services right now? What are the deliverables that you are promising? And are those realistic? Because if you don't feel like they're realistic, that's going to be so hard for you to sell. And then of course, people are going to be disappointed if they come in and you're like, well, I knew this couldn't happen in this amount of time, but I knew that you wanted it. So I said it because in the realm of possibility, maybe it's possible, but for most people, it's not going to happen. Most people's social medias aren't going to blow up after a couple months of having somebody manage their, their account. Like it just takes time to get to know the client. It takes time to get to know what kind of content is going to perform best for them. And it takes time for the algorithm to get on board with it. We know that, you know that. So refine your services, see what you're really promising, see how you're really positioning it. Maybe there is a point of where you are like, hey, I need to get some more positive results on my side for me to feel confident going and selling this again. So maybe you go into a period where you're like, okay, I'm going to take on one or two free clients because this is what my business needs. My business needs these case studies. Maybe I feel like I need the practice to really reground to myself of like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I do know how to get results for people. But with the pressure of I have to live up to the payment that they made, sometimes we don't rise. Sometimes it makes us shrink. Sometimes it makes us contract. But a lot of times if we just take off the pressure of like somebody paid for this and I don't know if I can live up to it, Sometimes, not always, but sometimes that gives us space to, to step back into our power and be like, oh yeah, I am really good at this. 
Like I am really freaking good at my job. And I do know more than I thought that I knew. And I always am so open about telling people that's how I started this business. I started doing free sessions because I wasn't sure yet. I I really, I didn't have that confidence yet. I was like, I don't know how what I know translates into benefits for people yet. So I'm going to do things for free. Not an insane amount, like not for months and months, but for a good solid month, I did tons of free sessions just to really ground back in of like, okay, this is my expertise and this is where I can provide value and this is what I can promise. So I would refine what you're selling and what you're pitching. I would get really grounded to in your contracts, know your pricing and have that stuff automated. So also this takes you out of the equation. Like you can just send the link. You don't have to like send an email with an invoice that you have to follow up on. Things like that can help too at the actual point of sale. But maybe it is taking another course right now. Maybe it is doing a couple of free sessions with somebody to in exchange for a testimonial and in exchange for reminding yourself what you can do. And then the other side, like that's when it becomes the true mindset of trusting yourself. But if we're not even there yet, like if you need a reminder of how good you are at what you do, or if you need to brush up on skills, like that's where I would focus my attention right now. Right. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. It is definitely landing, which I just quickly, I just got this intuition in me that now I know, I think it's the brushing up of my skills and making sure that I'm refining them, whether it's through a course or a coach. I think that's, that's where I feel like, because I feel like, oh my God, can I even do this? Can I even provide it? Why am I doing this? I feel like a fraud. So that has been coming up a lot, even when someone asks me, or even when I'm sending an invoice, or even when I'm just, you know, selling. Like, yes, okay, I'm selling. Okay, I've had beta clients. I've got them, I've got them uh, some results, if not like the high expectation of what I have envisioned in my mind. But then those some results, I can shout about it as much as possible. But the only thing is, I don't want to feel like an imposter doing that. I want to feel like you said, grounded in my skills so that I'm able to put that energy out there. Okay. I love that. And I love that you said shout about it because I absolutely agree. That's how we get the ball rolling. There is a reason that my mastermind is called Momentum. And it's because I observed that in the beginning of your business, it's on you to build that momentum. And it's on you to like, if we're pushing a ball to get that momentum going with the ball rolling, like we have to push that thing uphill. And that's what it feels like in the beginning stages is like you are there, you're holding it up and you are like pushing with all your might, but it comes from shouting about the little things, making the little things a really big deal and milking everything that comes back to you. That is positive feedback. Save every piece of evidence you get that you changed somebody's life, that you made a tiny little difference in their life today. Have you ever heard people offer the perspective of like make a love folder of every time somebody sends you something, even if it's just a tiny little win where they appreciated you, save that so that you can go back to it in the moments where it feels like, what am I even doing? Because those feelings are also part of building a business. They really are. And imposter syndrome doesn't just magically go away one day. You build new evidence for yourself. And you can only build new evidence for yourself if you push through it and you say, hey, I, ooh, okay, I acknowledge a little bit of fears coming up here, but I also have this bank of evidence that I intentionally built that says I can get results for people in small ways. So I'm going to take a leap of faith here and I'm going to do everything that I can to serve this client. And by pushing through it and then showing up to the occasion and not shrinking after you send the invoice and after a client comes on being like, I'm going to do every single thing I can to make sure that they get results in my world. Them getting results is not going to be for a lack of me trying and me showing up. It's like only by showing up with that kind of momentum that you're building yourself, do we start to rewrite imposter syndrome. 
because all imposter syndrome is, is a lack of worthiness and a belief that we've been saying to ourselves over and over again. So we need to put a new one out there and you need to practice living in that new belief. It's not enough to just like say affirmations to yourself. We have to say, okay, this is what I believe about myself. Now that I'm saying in the affirmation, like I am worthy, back that up with some action. And that action is us putting ourselves out there. So it doesn't always feel good. Is what I'm coming down to is like, it is a leap of faith and that's terrifying. But I always like to ask myself, am I at least 1% more excited about this opportunity than I am scared? Because if the answer to that is yes, then this is a good thing for me. But if the that's answer right. is, is no, then it's like, okay, what do we need to do on the back end? Do I need new skills? Do I need to do some practice just selling what I have? That's the stuff we were talking about before. Right. Yeah. That does uh, land for me really well. That does land for me. Thank you so much for that one. Um, of course. I just have the one last question. I think uh, the second and third one is kind of similar. So I'm just going to make it one. The last question would be something about audience building and messaging. So I have been, uh, since I started my new account, since I've made the pivot, I have been trying to put out as much content as possible. And uh, being a content person myself, I know that consistency itself is not enough. There has to be some kind of flow going over there for me to be able to attract the audience that I really want to. But there is something that I'm still stuck over there at. So now the thing is, I'm not sure if it's audience building or if it's messaging, because I try to uh, refine my words, like the way I'm speaking on a video, or if I'm writing stuff down on stories, I try to refine that as much as possible, but I'm still not able to attract the kind of clients that I really want to. That's my question, actually. Who does it feel like you're attracting in right now? Right now, no, right now, this, it was just a little while ago where I did attract a couple of inquiries and I realized that, no, they are not the right fit. And then when I continued selling, selling, selling and promoting and everything, there was not much happening over there. So that's when I realized maybe it's my messaging or maybe it's the lack of audience. So I'm kind of confused there. It could, I mean, it could be a combination of both. Um, hard to say just off the bat, but I think people want to be, people want to jump in with somebody who looks like they're moving, right? Like nobody wants to be the first and nobody is going to jump in if they don't see ample evidence that you are working and that you are out here doing projects and that you are doing things. And so I think that comes in, It's it, these are actually very innately tied to what we were just talking about. You sharing pieces of the business building and being enthusiastic about what you are doing behind the scenes every single day is what gets people excited to work with you beyond just the educational content. People will follow along for free tips. People will download free guides. But when it comes to putting money on the table, it's more so they want to see the business that's going on behind the scenes and they want to feel like they're jumping into something that is valuable and moving and has this momentum. And so it's this tricky season of business where, again, we're going back to like milking what you have. And really making yourself feel like this really big deal so that people, when they peer behind the curtain, like on your stories, for example, they see, oh, look at Rhea, she's building a business. Oh, I, I needed somebody to help me with this. And, and her world looks really fun. And letting them see the you behind the business, I think is what actually, it feels like we're getting at more here than is it messaging or is it content? Because as long as you are clear in your content on the services that you provide and you're creating valuable content, like that box is ticked. The rest of it is, are you sharing you? Like, are you sharing pieces of your life? Are you sharing pieces of you working where people can see that and they're like, oh, I relate to her or, oh, she's 
serving people that are just like me, or like we have things in common because there are so many different people in your field, right? So many different service providers that somebody could go to. So it's kind of like digging into and saying, well, what am I giving people that would give them a reason to choose me? Am I showing them anything about me? But I also wanted to, to say something to the effect of like sharing what you're doing to share that you have a business, even if it's just a couple of clients here and there in the beginning, right? Like after you get off a client call, hop on your stories and talk about like, oh my God, I just had such a great client call. We came up with such a good strategy for her business or whatever it is. Like here's some of the shifts that we're making today and talk about it in that way. So people are like, oh, I get what she does. It's not necessarily in a piece of content on your feed post. Like we were, I was talking about with AJ, you could then translate that down into content later. But our people right now, do they get to see you working? Do they get to see you creating content for clients? Do they get to see like a screenshot of your laptop as you're building things out? Even if it's you continuing your education. So let's say like you hop into another course, sharing that you are working on deepening your skills right now because you know that the most successful people are always learning and always growing. Things like that where people can feel the momentum of like, this is a a real business she's building. This is something that's really happening. And I see the clients that she's working with. And even if in the beginning, it's like you're doing fake work for fake clients, like something like that, where people can still see examples. Like you don't have to lie and be like, my client just skyrocketed her engagement with these five posts, but it can be like, here's content I would create for this type of business take a look at this portfolio I've built, something like that, where people get to just see what you're doing and that this isn't, you know, a tiny little business that they should ignore. This is a big business that's doing things. I went on a whole riff. Let me know if I answered kind of what you were looking for, if you want to pull me back to something more specific. (laughs) No, 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 absolutely. I think that was just spot on because when you said, are you showing them you behind the business? So that's when it struck me. I was like, wait, I don't think I am. Like, I don't think I document myself enough or I like tell them like, you know, I had a call today or like even talking about um, a beta client, for example. So I remember, I remember taking on a beta client and that's when it just clicked me very recently. It's like, you know what? I need to talk about this. So these times, the clicking when like you need to talk about this, I haven't done that a lot. I really haven't done that a lot. And I'm glad we're having this conversation here because this is a mindset shift that everybody needs to have at this like similar stages of your business where it's like, we don't necessarily feel worthy of sharing all the things yet because we're like, well, I'm not a big business yet. But that's how you become a big business is by showing up with that big business. I'm working, I'm moving, I'm grooving, and I'm someone that you're going to want to watch my life too because I'm a leader and I'm doing things. Like We have to step into that before our surroundings reflect it. Because that's how we pull it in, is we start doing that today. And I always see this as like a mindset shift in people at this stage. So I'm glad that we got there today because you got to bring the big business energy to get the big business. And this is all part of it, is showing you the leader behind the business too. So yeah, I think I'm going to quote that line. You got to bring in the big business energy before you make the big business. Yeah, that's that's a total line. Yeah, yeah. I love this. Yeah. How are you feeling? I think I'm feeling pretty, um, pretty relieved. I must say, uh, I'm I'm really relieved, and of course, very grateful for this opportunity. So, thank you so much for answering my questions, and it was really nice. I really felt like this needs to keep going. Like, no yes. matter what happens, it needs to. The ball needs to keep rolling. So, Absolutely. yeah, I think I've got my answers. Thank you so much. Amazing. All right, you guys, this was such a good, I say this every time, but this really was such a great conversation today. 
AJ and Ria, I'm so grateful to both of you for hopping on and being vulnerable to share and come on. I know that this can be a little nerve wracking sometimes if you haven't done something like this before. I appreciate you both so much to everybody watching. Thank you for tuning in. I would love if you shared in the comments and the Facebook group, what resonated with you. I love going back and seeing what moments were impactful to you. If you would like to be on as a guest, we are still actively booking out for the next three sessions. We have five episodes slotted for season two. The link to apply is in the Facebook group. You do not have to do anything special just submit your application and we send out invites every week. All right, you guys, there is no episode next week because I will be at my live event in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I won't be able to hop on, but the following week we will be back for episode three. Ladies, thank you again. Everyone watching, thank you. And I will see you guys all on the next one. Thanks everybody. I hope that you gained so much value and so much good insights from this conversation with Ria and with AJ. I so appreciate how vulnerably both of them shared and how openly they expressed what was going on in their businesses because it's these kind of conversations, you guys. It's when we get in community like this and you get to learn and hear from what other people are going through. This is how we we build the confidence and we move our business forward. So, so grateful to both of them. If you are listening in and you are like, I want this opportunity, how do I get on the show? Visit emilysincata.com forward slash CWC, that's for Coaching with Confidence, and you will find the link to our application and we sort through them every single week and pick new guests to come on the show with us. It is completely free. So if you want a chance to be featured, a chance to come on the show and ask me your questions directly, visit emilysincata.com forward slash CWC. As always, I will see you guys in the next one. I love you and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. 3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.